0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: A's cast, streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960, KNEW Oakland and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco. Pitch the Chad
2: at basketball and he strokes a dead center. On the run, Lagares at the wall and out of room. Chad Pinder picks the team up and
3: carries them around on a three-run homer. It's now time for the A's Clubhouse Show.
4: Welcome into the A's Clubhouse Show, a victorious A's Clubhouse show as the green and gold. Heading to the All-Star break, actually feeling pretty good about things after taking two out of three in Houston. And, Ken, I joked earlier that any day that ends in Y is a good day to beat the Astros, but heading out on a break and getting a win against a division rival who has really been a tormentor of this team has got to be really good for this team after some struggles early on this year.
5: Yeah, it's really good, Joe. It's a great way to go into the break. You feel good about yourselves, and I think it's a confidence builder, too. I'm sure you agree. And what we were saying late in the game is just trying to kind of stabilize things on the season. And the A's are 7-8 in July. So if you can just kind of hang around 500, you know, obviously the A's aren't going to jump back into contention in the second half. But, you know, the chance to play better baseball, I think. And even though they committed an error today, four errors in their last 13 games, you know, that's a big improvement. They're hitting more home runs now. And uh, Stephen Vogt came up off the bench with a couple of you know, clutch swings of the bat. So, you know, they're playing better, better fundamental execution. And so it has to be, it's a little val. You want to taste some success. You want to have some reinforcement, some validation uh, because of all the hard work that uh, they're putting in. So you're right, Joe. It's a good way for the ball club to head into the break.
4: Yeah, I'm just really happy with the way that things ended because this was uh, another chance that the A's had this month to either tie or win a series on the final game of that series. You know, they won that series against the Blue Jays, but they they took the first two games of that series. And other than that, that final game, they've either had a chance to even it up or get a win. Mm-hmm. And it was nice to see them finally be able to break through today and maybe start building some of, the, of that positive momentum you're talking about.
5: Yeah and especially against the second best team in the league. Yeah. And you know that's big. And they had lost eight straight series. And now they've won three of their last seven series. So it sounds like a small thing, but you're trying to build something here and, and the building blocks and, and winning series really are the building blocks.
4: Yeah, and a couple of those guys that you're hoping to see building on things, you know, there's been a lot of guys in this A's lineup that you've been hoping for a little bit more out, and you're starting to see that. You know, we've seen Sean Murphy this month really come on fire. And Ramon Loriano, another home run today. He's finding his power stroke over the last two weeks, a little two and two and a half weeks, I guess you would say. And those are the kind of guys that if they can kind of solidify maybe that middle of that lineup, takes a lot mm-hmm. of pressure off of everybody else in that A's lineup to maybe help this offense generate a few more runs as we get into the second half. I know it's not the real second half, but the unofficial mm-hmm. second half.
5: Well, Ramon is getting his feet under him now after the suspension, and that's tough, and it's also tough mentally. And I think he's, he's starting to feel like he's, he really belongs being back out there uh, in seven homers in his last 16 games. Uh, sean murphy's been a, a real steady contributor three well over 300 now for over a month uh pinder had three hits today and you know stephen Vogt, he contributes in a lot of ways other than what he does on the field but he still wants to contribute with his bat and he had the the two biggest swings of the bat for the a's today
4: yeah it was fantastic because it was a really well played game you know i mean i know that uh adam Alller was taken off the hook a little bit it was you know just really two big hits that he gave up but what we've seen from him he settled down a lot more he wasn't you know he had his control a little bit more wasn't walking as many people and you know just watching some of these young guys maybe start to build some of that confidence because we've seen in this game and you know paul blackburn who's going to represent for the a's at the all-star game the struggle there's not a clear path for everybody and everyone's going to go through their ups and downs but when you watch some of these young guys start to have some success on a season like this for the a's that's where it can really kind of be fun
5: yeah, Aller only walked one and four and a third, but he could be—he was wild in the zone. So with the home runs he allowed, those were mistakes. The famous Tucker "effectively and Pena. wild" phrase, right? Ken? Yeah, well, not really effectively wild, but you know, <laughs> wild in the strike zone, which is yeah. where you get hurt. And they got him for the home runs by Tucker and Pena. But the A's bullpen has really been—the A's have pitched pretty well. I mean, despite the ERA, which is near the bottom of the league, that's skewed because of some games in which they gave up a lot of runs. But you look at Maul and Acevedo and Puck and Jackson, and now Trevino is, is pitching better now that he's resumed closing. But that foursome of Maul, Acevedo, Puck, and Jackson, they've been really tough this year. And Acevedo Absolutely. appearing in his 42nd game, and Puck has been lights out. he's becoming that kind of Andrew Miller force that people thought he could, be, he could become. So, you know, those guys have been solid out of the pen.
4: All right, Ken, before we let you get out of here and get onto your All-Star break, what's on the agenda for Ken Korak during the, uh, the couple of days off before coming back and opening up a, with a doubleheader against Detroit?
5: Well, we're going to land this evening sometime around 8.30 or so, and it's only a 20-minute drive. And I think that uh, the golf clubs, let's put it this way, the golf clubs will play a part in the All-Star break, Joe, as they <laughs> normally do.
4: Well, that's good to hear, man. Well, swing them straight, hit the middle of the fairway, and uh, have a good couple of days off. And Looking forward to hearing from you again after the All-Star break. Sounds great, Joe. Thank you. Ken Korak with a great call there. We are going to continue along here. We'll bring you the highlights. We'll go through how the game went, and I also want to hear from you. We want to set up your phone calls. The number is 833-625-2278. Give me your first half impressions. I know it's not really the first half. It's a little later this year. It's going to be a short All-Star break after the extended lockout, but... The unofficial second half. What happened in the unofficial first half for you? And what are you feeling optimistic about for this A's team after they get a win heading into the All-Star break? Your calls, 833-625-2278. If you want to line those up, we'll get to those. We'll also get to the highlights in the game and hear from a couple of the players as we continue along here on A's Clubhouse Live. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. This is A's Clubhouse. Welcome back to A's Clubhouse. I'm Joe Hughes sitting in for Chris Townsend this afternoon as it is a nice Sunday for the Oakland A's getting a big win and a big series win over the Astros heading into the All Star break. You got to feel good anytime you can beat. Not just one of the best teams in baseball, because that always feels good, but a team that has really been a tormentor for the A's for the last several years. Beating them in a series heading into the break is feeling good for this young Oakland A's team who have a couple days off before they have a uh, rough start to the unofficial second half with that doubleheader looming after the three days off for the All-Star break. We'll take your phone calls, 833-625-2278 if you want to line them up. We're also going to go through the highlights right now and tell you how the A's got this win on the final game before the All-Star break. In the top of the first, the A's would go quietly, but in the bottom half of the inning, Oakland forced to use an early challenge after a bobbled ball at third base. Machine was able to gather that ball, make the throw across the diamond, the original call at first was safe. Mark Conte would use his challenge call, and it was overturned for the second out, which wound up being big for the A's because the next batter, Kyle Tucker, followed with a no-doubt home run.
5: Here's a 3-2 to Tucker by Aller. Swung on, drilled to right, way back. Laureano's just going to watch it. Second deck. one nothing, Houston. Tucker's 18th home run. That was an absolute blast.
4: That was the difference in the game early on, staking the Astros to that one nothing lead. Alex Bregman and Diaz would follow with a walk and a single, so then the, Ast- the Astros had first and second with two outs, that forced Oakland's pitching coach Scott Emerson to make an earlier-than-he-would-like mound visit to try to get Adam Aller settled, in. it did work out. Aller was able to get Yuri Gurriel on a fly ball to left that ended the first inning. In the second, Seth Brown and Chad Pender retired to start things off, but then Sky Bolt, unfortunately for him, a guy who is finally getting an extended run and starting to play well, hit on his hand. It was clearly some pain. He was checked out. He did stay in the game briefly. The umpires had to get together, confirming that it was a hit-by-pitch. So Bolt was eventually awarded first base. Elvis Andrus would follow with a single to center. Sky Bolt would motor around to third, so the A's had first and third there. With two outs, Stephen Piscotti struck out, and that would end the A's threat there. Later on in the fourth inning, though, as I mentioned, Sky Bolt did briefly stay in the game, but he was replaced before his next at-bat. Uh, Dermis Garcia called on to hit for Bolt, and Ramon Laureano would slide over to center, so Seth Brown moving to f- from first base to right field, and that switch... Then we head to the bottom of the fifth inning. Martin Maldonado would fly out. Jose Altuve, single on a ground ball. It was going to be a really tough play. Kind of ate up Elvis Andrus as he was making his way to his left. So you had Altuve at first and one out. Jeremy Pena then getting Adam Aller another mistake pitch as he launched a ball deep, deep out there to left center field just near the Crawford boxes.
5: Now the pitch, and that swung on a high fly ball, left field deep. Pender going back, circling back to the wall, looking up, and it's gone. Jeremy Pena, two run home run to left field, and the Astros take a 3 nothing lead. That was just to the right of the Crawford boxes. He got a hanging breaking ball right over the middle of the
4: plate. Well, that was the end of the day for Adam Aller, who actually didn't pitch too bad today. He had a, it wasn't his best start, but he worked around trouble. Four and a third inning, six hits, three runs, all of them earned, but they came on those home runs. That's what did him in. He only walked one today, had a little bit more control, but still not exactly uh, what he would like up to his standard, but the two home runs allowed really didn't do him any favors there, so... That was a lot of trouble for the A's. You're seeing them down 3-0. You're starting to think, oh, man, this is just going to be another game. The A's offense is scuffling along. They've been shut out yesterday and now struggling to get it together here. But the bottom of the sixth inning, the A's offense really coming alive there. With one out, Ramon Laureano, the former Astro. Thank you, Houston, for uh, gifting him to the green and gold. Breaking up the shutout and getting Oakland on the board as he continues to show that his power has really come back here in the last two and a half weeks.
2: When you look at players like Laureano or Murphy, Tony Kemp, Andrews, you want them to be who they have been. for the most, If you can get a little more, great. But regressing back a little mm-hmm. bit is what is part of the challenge of this year's offense.
5: Here's the 3-1 with one out. They're doing the wave here, and that's a fly ball left field. Well hit, and back on it is Diaz looking up. He'll watch, and that one is gone. And a home run to left by Laureano. That gets the A's on the board. It's now 3-1 Houston. Well, that was kind of on cue. That's his ninth. He came on a 3-1 pitch from Jacob to Rizzi. seventh in his last
4: 16 games. Well, you could hear them do is wave goodbye. A great sign for the A's to see who looks like he is finally starting to get comfortable with the suspension and just trying to get back in the flow of things because when he's on, he's one of the guys, one of the few guys in this A's lineup that can really help carry an offense. Sean Murphy, another one of those guys the A's are hoping can help carry some of the offense. He followed with a single to right because the A's threat wasn't over yet. Seth Brown would follow with a ball up the middle that with some help from the Astros kept the threat going. 0-2,
5: 0-2, oh and, and here's the pitch, and that's a ground ball by the mound, knocked down actually by Rizzi. recovers, turns, and throws to first, and it gets away from the first baseman, Guriel. and Murphy is going to go to third, and Brown is safe at first. It's one of those plays where if Rizzi lets the ball go through, I think the Astros have a double play.
4: Now sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. That error allowing Murphy to chug around to third, giving the A's a break, and you know, sometimes you just need to get a break. The A's offense definitely could do it. That was the end of the day for Jake O'Dorizzi as Dusty Baker would hand the ball to his bullpen after that, with runners on the corners and one out, Chad Pender lining a ball to center as Jake Myers went into an awkward slide as the ball clinked off his glove, giving the A's another needed break.
5: An O five-nine ERA for Stanek. In 34 games, and he delivers, and that's swung on and laced the center. Meyer is coming on, and he leans. He can't make the play, not rolls away from him. Murphy scores. Brown's around second, going to third. Pinder goes to second. Now the A's have runners at second and third, and they trail 3-2.
4: Well, Sean Murphy scored, and Seth Brown going to third on the play, and all of a sudden you're starting to feel good about things. Mark Conte, the A's skipper, could sense the momentum. He would go to his bench, bringing in the veteran Stephen Vogt, who wound up being huge for the A's. He had a pinch hit for Dermis Garcia, and the first pitch that Stephen Vogt saw, he showed why A's fans believe in him. Stephen Vogt at
5: the plate. The pitch to Stephen is a high pop fly ball to left. Not very deep. Tagging at third is Brown. And here's the catch, and the throw to the plate by Diaz, and it's not going to be in time, and the A's tie it up. Stephen Vogt on the first pitch he sees coming off the bench delivers a sack fly to left. Seth Brown scores from third. Holding it second is Pinder, and this is a 3-3 game.
4: Yeah, the vibe of the game definitely changed right there. It was 3-3. Elvis Andrus would walk the first walk of the game for the A's, but all of a sudden they had a little bit of momentum. That would bring Steven Piscotty up. He, unfortunately, would line out there, smashing the ball over 100 miles an hour, but right to Jose Altuve, who was somehow able to kind of corral that ball, flying right there, kind of at his belt level. That would end the inning, but the A's had some momentum. They started to feel good about themselves after that. Uh, The A's going to their bullpen, Domingo Acevedo, who would come in, get into a little bit of trouble after a fielding error. The A's defense not exactly sharp through this game after a uh, possible double play ball from Machine. That kind of uh, made it a little bit more interesting there. But despite that threat, the A's would get the shutdown inning they would as they were able to work through the trouble.
5: Center field L'Oreano, step for two toward right center. Seth Brown angling toward the line and right, pender and left straight away. AJ Pucks up in the A's pen The pitch is a ground ball to short, charging Elvis. He's got it, flipped to first, that's in time, and the inning is over. And Acevedo works out of it. And after six complete on this Sunday afternoon, the A's and the Astros in a 3-3
4: tie. You could really see some good vibes in the A's bullpen and in the dugout after that game. They were celebrating with Acevedo, no really hard feelings after the error, and everyone was feeling good. It was still a tied game. Eventually, we would head on to the eighth inning there, still tied 3-3, three three, and with two outs, Chad Pender kind of getting things started for the A's, going the other way, fighting off a fastball with a single to right, he would get to second on a wild pitch, which wound up being a very big play in that game because, once again, Stephen Vogt delivered.
5: Two and one. Myers shaded toward left center. McCormick, the right fielder, straight up. Pinders at second. Here's the pitch by Montero. He throws, and that is swung. Got a shot fair down the right field line in the corner. Pinders around third to score. Vogt's going to hold it first with a single as McCormick plays it back. Stephen Vogt delivers in the eighth inning for the A's. And the Athletics take a
4: 4-3 lead. Now the A's would take the lead for the first time in this game, battling back from being down 3-0 early on. That would set things up. In the bottom of the eighth inning was Zach Jackson replacing A.J. Puck, who had pitched well in the seventh inning. Jackson did his job working a clean inning. All of that setting up Lou Trevino to come in and close out the game in the ninth, secure the win, and have the A's head to the All-Star break feeling good. And now Trevino out of the stretch. Only
5: vote on the right side of the infield. And the pitch by Lute. Altuve has bounced weakly left side. Charge at third. Machine turns. Throws to first for the out. A good stretch by vote, And the A's have won it. And they've won the series. So the A's take two out of three from the Astros. Lou Trevino gets the save with a 1-2-3 ninth inning. And the A's go into the break on a high note. As they beat the Astros by the final of 4-3.
4: Those are the highlights as the A's get the win heading into the All-Star break, taking two out of three from the Astros. On the other side, we're going to hear from Steven Voto at a big day coming off the A's bench. And driving in a pair of needed runs, the two biggest runs to tie the game and to give the A's the lead. I also want to hear from you on the phone line. That's 833-625-2278. I see Warrior lining up. We'll get to your phone calls. We're also going to hear from Stephen Vote as the A's are feeling good, heading towards the All-Star break. And I want to hear your first-half impressions and Anything from the first half that you are feeling optimistic about for this team and if they can be a little bit better, a little bit more consistent in the unofficial second half of the season after the All-Star break. So eight three three six two five twenty two seventy eight 2278 the number. Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend talking about an A's win here on A's Clubhouse.
8: I'll bring you up in a second. Kim, can you see if we have more acid wash?
7: Desmona's thrift store is the spot for killer vintage finds. Oh, that looks fabulous on you. Hey, can you do the register? But her sales clerk situation feels pretty threadbare. Oh, uh, yeah, let me clear out that fitting room. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Earn up to $500 in sponsored job credits by conducting interviews on Indeed. Visit indeed.com credit. Terms and conditions apply.
9: chevron together ahead
4: you're listening to the a's clubhouse show Welcome back to the A's Clubhouse Show. We are rolling along after the A's get a nice series win in Houston, beating the Astros, taking two out of three with a 4-3 win in the finale. And as I talked about with Ken, it was uh, something that you could feel the A's were trying to build towards. They got the series win against Toronto earlier this month, but for the rest of the series this month, they've had a chance to either even the series or win it on the final game of those matchups. And they just hadn't been able to break through a lot of tough losses on that final day, but not today. They get a win on the road against a division foe that has really been a tormentor for the last few years. So if you want to jump in, talk about today's win. We want to talk about what you're feeling optimistic about for the Oakland A's after what we saw heading into the All-Star break and maybe something to look forward to after the All-Star break. That number is 833-625-2278. We'll line up your phone calls right now. We're also going to hear from Stephen Vogt, who spoke with Vince Catronio after this game. A big game for Stephen Vogt as he drove in a pair of big runs for the Oakland A's, coming off the bench, driving in the game-time run on sack fly, and also having a big RBI. So line up your phone calls, 833-625-2278. But before we get to the phone lines, let's hear from Stephen Vogt and see why A's fans believe so wholeheartedly in him.
2: What a great way for the Athletics to go into the All-Star break. They take 2 out of 3 in Houston from the American League champion Astros and Stephen Vogt comes off the bench to drive in two and Stephen things have gotten better. I mean, the last couple of weeks the A's are one game under 500, but specifically about this hard-fought game, it's it's a great send up into the break, isn't it?
10: Yeah, it's uh it's incredible to see what the bullpen has been doing and to see them do it again tonight um or today. Uh but We've been playing a lot better baseball. We've been we've been in every game. We've been right there and uh, we've been we've been starting to win them. And uh, that that starts to build momentum and start to believe that we can win these close games and it's been a lot of fun to do that.
2: You face a guy like Ryan Stanick. He's got a live fastball. He also has a split and I know you like to be aggressive early. Explain as you step into the box what you were hoping to see and what you were able to do to get the ball in the air. Yeah, I mean I mean obviously
10: you said it. He's got a great fastball and that split, he struck me out a couple of years ago on three straight split, splits, and um, I didn't want to see that thing again. And especially, you know, run around third, less than two, I'm looking for something to elevate. And he gave me a good fastball up in the zone, and I was able to do that. So, um, you know, obviously just so happy to come through for the guys and, and to be put in that spot again uh, by Kate and to have his him have my back. And it always feels good to come through for the boys.
2: Learning how to win close games, you've been a part of it, Chad's been a part of it as well. Big game for him with three hits, and he gets on base the next time up with two outs, advances on the wild pitch. Montero's got a live arm, too, as you're facing him. Uh, you get the count in your favor, just explain what you're looking when you got a guy in scoring position. Do you expand, or are you just simply looking for a good pitch, and how are you able to turn on 97, send it to the right field corner? Yeah,
10: I mean, I mean, it's no secret, I've struggled hitting velocity this year, you know, and so the guy with a fastball like that when he when he threw me that perfect one 0 I was like okay he's going to challenge me he's going to come after me and so I had to I had to go get on that fastball timing and if he happens to throw me two nasty changeups then you know you tip your cap in that situation but when he threw me the 2-0 fastball I knew he was coming after me and that one you know a guy like that you got to see him up you, if he throws you fastballs at the knees you can't you can't go down there until two strikes cuz it that's going to be the changeup. you got to let him have that bottom part of the zone. And I'm just so thankful I was able to, to do that and lay off the 2-0 and then uh, get another one that I was able to, to get the head out
2: on. Stephen, part of the, the things that you do so well is delivering a positive message for young players, not only just teammates you've been with through the good times with the athletics. What has that been like in the clubhouse, trying to deliver the message to the young players about believing and trusting and understanding if you're here, that means you are a big leaguer. Let's get the job done. It's all about every single day. It's winning today,
10: and winning today might look different. It may not be winning in the standings. It may not be winning in the, you know, the box score. But how how are you going to win today? You know, you can't always go out there and go four for four. You can't always go out there and and win every single game. But you can get your work in. You can learn, and you can get better every single day. And that's kind of been some one of my mottos. I know it's it, a lot of people have it, so it's not unique to me. It, I didn't come up with it, but. It's something that works for me is how can I win today, whether that be in the weight room, whether that be in the batting cage, whether that be going and catching a bullpen and talking to that pitcher about that. How am I going to win today? And that would be my message for young guys, young players, boys and girls everywhere and and for my teammates is how are you going to win today? How are you going to leave today better than when you walked in? And that's our goal every single day, and that's, that's being a professional is learning and getting better every single day.
2: Last question for you, Steven. What's one word you would use as you look toward the second half inside the clubhouse as you try to see good, good times ahead for this club? One word? I'm not very good at using <laughs> one word, Vinny. Uh, I fight.
10: Fight. Fight has been the word. You know, I, When when I signed here, Kate told me he wants us to be fighters. Um, and that's something that I've tried to echo every single day to, to everybody in the clubhouse is we want to fight. So whether we win the rest of our games or or we struggle or we whatever we want to
2: fight till the end and that's what this team has done. Enjoy the break. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen. Vote joining us. A's win it by a final of four to three. Vegas. Joe Hughes. Now back to you.
4: Oh, Vince, I'm pumped up after hearing that Stephen vote interview. You hear him talking about fighting and winning the day, and that's kind of been the Marquante mantra. You know, trying to get better each and every day. These guys understand that. You know, this is not the A's team from the last few years where the expectation was playoffs and World Series hopes. And this is going to be one of those rebuilding years. And you just love to hear how fired up a a veteran like Steven Vogt is on this team. A huge day for Steven Vogt. We're going to jump out to the phone lines really quick. But before we do, we do have to give a few seconds for our stations to identify themselves. Here as we roll along on A's Clubhouse. A's Cast,
1: streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960. KNEW Oakland and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco.
4: Well, that's the, that's the business side of things. 833-625-2278, the number. Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend today talking about the A's win. And we're going to head on out to the phone lines if you want to jump in. Definitely not too late, but we are going to start today with Warrior. Checking in from Arizona. It's always good to talk to you, Warrior. Man, it's been a while. It's definitely, it's definitely been a while. But, uh, hey, listen,
8: before I get to my point, Hey, uh, look! I understand your enthusiasm, but uh, yeah, I'm an old grizzled veteran. myself. this team's horrible. There are some <laughs> some positive notes. I mean, I'm not as mad as I was in 2014 when Bob Melvin sends out uh, uh, Lester to start the eighth inning against the uh, Royals and then comes back with Gregerson. But I'm still pissed off. You got a guy you keep you, you keep pumping. Lariano, look, if this guy's on my team, I'm not even talking to him. Besides the horrible pitching staff last year, he did one of the most selfish things that you can ever do. He cost his team a shot at the wild card because he was selfish. He went ahead and took the steroids selfish. So when you do something like that, you're not thinking about the team. You're only thinking about your individual staff. And you well, oh, Lori, let me ask you
4: about some other things today. Because, you know, I don't want to rain on this parade. The A's getting a good win against the Houston Astros team, and Lauriano was a part of that. Steven Vogt, another part of that. That's got to be a guy that, even if you're feeling a little salty, you can't feel salty about Steven Vogt. Which is batting average. I mean, I, I get it, but, like, w- w- what's your expectation for this season? You, can't, you don't think Steven Vogt is helping these young A's players learn how to win? I mean, that's the reason but that he's be, been around he for just, so long. There's a reason that the Braves bought, brought him in last year to help their team get over the hump towards a World Series before he got injured. Like, when you're rebuilding, not every spot on that roster is going to be used towards someone that's going to be part of your future, but it's going to be used towards helping to build part of that future.
8: He makes Mendoza look like Rod Carew. <laughs> but listen, okay. I, want, I want to get off of that. You want to bring in somebody, bring the Pope in, bring, uh, bring in Ray Lewis, you know, bring in the Oakland Ra- – or Las Vegas uh, Raiders cheerleaders. Look, nice guy, but he's done. And and then the fans don't believe him anymore. But you want something positive? I like the pitching staff. I like the kid out of Heritage High School. I like what's going on because at the end of uh, the month here, I'm going to park on a little road trip, uh, catch about five or six uh, minor league ballparks, definitely going to out, head out to Huntsville to see Chris Smith. That bullpen – is, is not the whole, but the starting staff is a major league staff. It's just sad, the number of games, and I, I can't look at you had a chance to win the series on the third day. I mean, it's a good way to head out to the, the all-star break, but what they've done, I mean, they made no attempt to, to, to improve the, the bullpen. Reno hasn't been Trevino for, for over two seasons, but you want something positive, that's a major league staff, They've got a good manager. Uh, They just don't have the horses. I mean, you can take a racehorse and turn it into a plow horse, but you can't take a plow horse and turn it into a racehorse. Anyway, write that down. The Warrior enjoyed uh, talking to you, and let's look forward to the uh, uh, second half and that pitching staff.
4: All right. The Warrior checking in on the the phone line, 833-625-2278 feeling salty after a win and a winning series for the Oakland A's but you know we we know what's going on with this year it's a tempered expectation kind of season no one's coming out here saying anything different we're not expecting that this team was going to be world series bound and that they've disappointed expectations it it has underperformed i think even what the A's were hoping for and that's something that we're looking forward to because you want something else positive a guy like Sean Murphy, who's a guy that I think the A's were really counting on being a guy that could maybe hold down the middle of this order a little bit more than he was able to early on in the year, has really turned it on. I mean, Sean Murphy has been on fire uh, in the last month, or here in this month, hitting over 300 this month, and, you know, it looks like a guy who's kind of comfortable. Maybe early on this season, Murphy was feeling a lot of pressure. I talked with Vince Catronio early on in pregame that maybe it was one of those things about expectations for some of the guys that came here to this club, knew after some of those trades, but also guys that have been here for a while. And you saw that early on in the season with guys like Seth Brown and maybe Sean Murphy who were pressing a little bit, you know, feeling like, hey, we're the veterans here. We've been here before. We know what those standards are. And, you know, it's up to us to kind of carry that middle of that lineup. And you could see that because early on this season, after a really strong spring, Sean Murphy was really struggling, you know, swinging and missing at a lot of pitches. But today, you know, you see a different Sean Murphy. Each and every at-bat he goes up there, you're feeling a little bit better. And that's a guy that you can really feel like, the the A's really feel like he has all-star potential. You know, you look at a batting average for a catcher, you kind of throw it out a little bit because what you're hoping everyone else is hitting 270 or 300. For a catcher, you know, I think the league average is right around 230. And right now, Sean Murphy's hitting 241. Got the cannon of an arm back there. Got on base today with a single. Scored a big run when the A's were starting their comeback. Hard hit ball again today. And as I mentioned, hitting over 300 here in the month of July. That's a guy to feel positive about. Especially if you can get a couple guys together getting hot at the same time. Which has been a problem for this A's team uh, so far this season. You know, you look up and down this lineup. It's not chock full of all of these young guys. The A's are still developing. A lot of players in the minor leagues We're starting to see some of them kind of come in and out. And then, you know, we've had some injuries. Guys like Jonah Bride, who were getting a little bit of a run and then, you know, got an injury. But hopefully on the men, he's going to be working out with the club on Thursday. Hopefully he can come back soon after the All-Star break. But for the most part, you see a lot of veterans in this A's lineup. And you want to see some of those veterans kind of group things together. We saw that today with Chad Pender having a big day. And now Sean Murphy, Ramon Laureano, those guys getting on base. Seth Brown getting on base, stringing some hits together in the middle of the lineup and helping this A's offense take some pressure off of that A's pitching staff that you like so much. Your phone calls, if you want to line them up, we can get you in there. Still enough time to get a phone call in. That number is 833-625-2278. We'll step aside here for a few minutes. We'll give you a chance to line up your phone calls. And on the other side... We're going to hear from Chad Pender, who had a big day at the plate himself with three hits. We'll also hear from the A's, Victoria Skipper, Mark Kotze and Steven Vote. We're going to hear more from him as he spoke in the locker room. A great fired-up uh, interview he had with Vince Catronio, talking about fighting and helping this A's team get a win to feel a little good about things. Heading into the All-Star break, we're also going to talk about Paul Blackburn, uh, the local kid at, born here in Antioch, California, pitching out of Brentwood High School and having a chance to really make an impact with the A's this season and how a break could help him out for another strong second half like the A's are hoping. So 833-625-2278. You can also hit me up on Twitter at VegasJoeHughes. A's getting a 4-3 win over the Astros and taking two out of three heading into the All-Star break. We'll have more as we continue to roll along here on A's Clubhouse. Hey, Rob Bradford
1: here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best the power of their data wasabi, another Boston based championship team.
11: This is Chris Townsend for the Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek. Great news our indoor dining is back along with our beautiful patio dining. Come taste our world famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 83 years. The Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek has one of the most dynamic menus plus a full bar. Pop pies, gourmet burgers, sandwiches, salads, flatbreads, and more. Don't forget, we still do takeout and delivery. For all the information, go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com.
2: When Northern California businesses need some pop in their lineup, they call the bank rooted in the East Bay.
5: Rose in Santana, takes on the inside corner, bring him up, strike three called, and the ball game is over.
3: You're listening to A's Cast.
2: And it's hit high and deep to right. Back is Meadows to the track. In the shadows, looks up, and it is gone. A majestic drive from Seth Brown with two outs against Michael Fulmer. He scores Jed Lowry, and the A's are back ahead, five to three. This
4: is the A's Clubhouse Show. Welcome back to the A's Clubhouse Show. We are celebrating an A's win, beating the Astros 4-3 on the final day before the All-Star break. A's taking two out of three in Houston. And did it erase everything that happened in the unofficial first half of the season? Of course not. You know, the A's are still a struggling team. There's a lot of negative things to point out. But... You know what? You got to feel good about things when you are building towards something. And this is what Mark Conce and his staff are trying to do. We heard Vince Catronio talking about it is you're starting to learn how to win. That's what is important for these young guys to have that expectation that you can win these games when you come into it and have a chance to close out a series with a win. If you want to see how the A's are learning that, just look at this month. The A's, you know, I, I go back to it a couple times, but... Every series this month, except the series they won against the Blue Jays when they took the first two games of that series, they had a chance to win that series on the final day, or at least tie it as they open with four games, kind of that rollover series with the Mariners to start the month off. But they had a chance to tie that series. They had a chance to win other series, but they weren't able to finally break through in that final game and take two out of three until today. A lot of rubber matches for the A's so far this month, and it was nice to see them break through have some positivity heading into the all-star break. And there was a lot to feel positive about over this last month with the team, obviously a low bar to clear from the month of June, which was a real struggle for the team, just five wins the entire month. But already this team has seven wins this month. So you're feeling a lot better about how this month is going. And that's what you're going to have to look for is, is this team building something? Are they getting better? Are these young players developing into a role we can see in the future? You're seeing that in the bullpen, absolutely. A.J. Puck, another strong seventh inning today after he had his struggles, you know, in the month of June, costing the A's a couple times, but he looked good today in the seventh inning. And we saw Zach Jackson, another strong outing for Zach Jackson. Danny Jimenez expected to be back sometime. Uh, He's going to throw soon. They're hoping to get him back maybe after the All-Star break. And that's a really young, good core at that A's bullpen, so that's something to feel good about. Some of these guys that the A's were counting on a little bit, kind of turning a corner. Sean Murphy hitting the cover off the ball, playing like what the A's were hoping for after having that strong spring. And so Sean Murphy, a guy in the middle of this lineup, and Ramon Laureano finding his power here in the last two and a half weeks. In another home run today, get the A's on the board to start things off, but he is really finding his power stroke here over the last two and a half weeks with now nine homers on the season and seven of them coming in the last 16 games. 833 625 is the number. If you've got anything that you want to feel positive about over the A's first half, if there's anything from this club that you are seeing that, that they're building towards, that there is something good in here, and it's not all just the negativity because, you know, that obviously exists in this team. The post-All-Star break for the A's, what I'm going to be watching, not just those guys that we just talked about, but I think you're going to start seeing some more of those younger players getting a little bit more of an opportunity. Jonah Bride, who hopefully can show that he's healthy, he's going to work out with the club on Thursday. Maybe he can come back and kind of produce like he did when he got comfortable in his debut. That's a guy you start watching for. And the Futures Game MVP, Shea Langoliers, I think we're going to see him up at some point after the All-Star break. Maybe not immediately, but there will be an opportunity for a Shea Langoliers and that's the kind of high-ceiling prospect that A's fans can start getting excited about again. You remember in this last rebuild, before this last iteration of the A's championship window, you started getting excited when you saw some of those those top guys start to crack the big leagues. You know, not just guys that you know you're waiting to see about, but when the Sean Manias of the world came up. When the Matt Olson's and Matt Chapman's of the world came up, and I know Olson came up and down, but just having him around the club, that was an exciting thing to see him uh, just out there at the ballpark and see, man, maybe we are building towards something here. So it's still going to be a little while away for a lot of these uh, A's players, but when you start seeing some of those top guys start to crack the big leagues and maybe start forming that foundation, and it's not just you know clips you're finding on Twitter, Shea Langoliers blasting a moonshot deep into the Vegas night, that is going to be a lot of fun because Shea Langeleers has a lot of power. So your phone calls, 833-625-2278. We'll jump back to the phone lines. We're also going to hear from Mark Kotze. We're going to hear from Stephen Vote and Chad Pinder as we roll along. But first, we're going to jump out to Livermore, checking in with Jesse. Jesse, what are your uh, impressions about the first half for the A's or maybe something you're feeling optimistic about?
12: Yeah, I think, I think the A's have been competitive for the most part. That's what I want to see, that all these players are – on the same page, trying to be competitive in every game. Um, I know that uh, they're getting uh, shut out sometimes, but when you come back and win a game, uh, that's a good positive. And I also want to see, you know, get their averages up a little bit more, and I want to see some of these prospects come up but later towards the end of the, the year. And I see the pitching that's doing pretty good, keeping the A's in games. And as long as the pitching is doing good, the um, – the batting can um, come up and probably, you know, help them win the games. What do you think?
4: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we were talking about that a little bit with Ken Korak, is you just want to see some more kind of consistency from this uh, this A's team. You do need to see some more offense, and, you know, consistency is going to be key because, you know, I think we all understand that the expectation is not World Series for this team, but you want to tune in every single night and and feel like there's a chance at least.
12: Yeah, and, and that's why, like, the batting, a kid kind of, like, lets you down sometimes because, you know, they're not hitting. You get one or two hits, and that's not really being exciting. But, I mean, it, it's easier said, than said, but it's hard to do for these guys when when the expectations are not too high. But there are professionals, and some of these guys are still, like, veterans, you know. They're not, like, youngsters from the minors. So I want to see a little bit more fight in them, like, that. um like Scotty said just every every game just fight you know put the ball in play
4: that's it man that's what you got to do sometimes you just put the ball in play and you get a little bit of luck it happened for the a's today so jesse i appreciate you calling in thank you 833-625-2278 jesse appreciate the phone call today man and let's get out and uh, check in with some of the post game we we had a good day from a lot of a's players we heard from steven vote who caught up with Vince Catronio earlier today. But Chad Pender, another guy who had a solid day for the A's with three hits. He was in the uh, a lot of the action, got the A's rally, started off with a two-hit single, able to take second base and score one of those runs when Steven Vogt would drive him in. So a big day from Chad Pender, who spoke with NBC Sports California right after the game as the A's head to the All-Star break on a positive note.
10: Chad, had to feel good. Uh, You seemed like you were locked in today. You come up with an RBI. You score the go-ahead run. Pretty good day at the office for you.
13: Yeah, it's just nice to go into this break um, as a team with a good series win and uh, and that was a fun series for us and to be able to come out of there with two or three, that's um, some momentum we can take to the, to the break, uh, kick our feet up a little bit, rest and get ready for the second half.
10: Do you feel, Chad, like you guys are, are getting into a little bit of a groove now and there is something to build upon? I mean, I think a lot of people from a distance take a look at the record and say, oh, yeah, well, is this team going to get it together? But the month of July has been pretty good for you guys.
13: Yeah, you know, it's it's a process, you know, when you, when you get... When a couple of those guys leave and, and you're in this quote unquote rebuild mode and it's just a process for for people and uh, you know it's it's not something that happens overnight. So I think this month of July after a tough June uh, we've put some really good baseball games together and we just got to keep that going.
8: Hey Tim you swung the bat very well today that last at bat you go the opposite way. How do you bottle that up for the second half.
13: That's, that's a great question. Uh, just keep doing what I've been doing as far as my work and the adjustments I've made um, and just keep that going. Um, really don't do anything too much, don't do anything more, um, don't do anything less, just keep working.
14: Uh, Chad,
10: we got to ask you, what is the plan for you for the All-Star break? Do you, do you take a total break? Do you try and look at any film and try and make some tweaks or is it just time to be able to get some rest and, and prepare for the second half mentally and physically?
13: yeah, it'll be it'll be a nice break, got some great family time set up. Um, gonna be back in the bay. Um, you know, I'll just continue to just work on what I have been working on. I don't think any t- any more tweaks need to be made. Um, just keep working on the little things that I've been doing.
4: You're gonna be watching the game Tuesday night to see if Paul gets in.
13: Yeah, I'll be checking it out for sure.
4: Well, that was Chad Pender speaking with NBC Sports Bay Area. Good to hear Dave Benz back around after his time in Minnesota. Good to hear Dave Benz back around. One of the good guys in broadcasting, and it's good to have the A's get a win. As we've been talking about some of the positives. Look, nobody's trying to tell you that this season isn't been it hasn't been a struggle. That there haven't been hard times, but. You got to see if there's things that this team is trying to build towards. And that's kind of what you're watching for in a season like this. So if you want to jump in and talk about maybe something you're feeling optimistic for the rest of the year about this team, obviously, you know, it's not a playoff season, but what are the things you're feeling optimistic about? 833-625-2278. We've got time for your phone calls. and We're going to start that off with Jeff checking in from Mendocino.
14: Hey, Joe, how
4: are you doing? I'm doing well, man. I always feel good not just when the A's win a series, but when they beat the Astros. Anytime you beat the Astros, I'm feeling better about things.
14: Oh yeah, that was beautiful. and Two out of three in the series uh, just before the, the break here. That's pretty fantastic. So I, I'm happy about that, and I decided this year um, I'm not going to be invested in uh, any expectations. I'm going to just let it go and let's see what happens and enjoy it for what it is and there's going to be good baseball. I'm looking forward to him spanking the Yanks and shutting up the judge. And uh <laughs> you know, I am I've seen him do that before, why not again? Uh but uh, one of the biggest thrills of the first half of course was when uh Oakland for uh, one day brought football back to the Coliseum with a uh, two touchdowns to one touchdown victory. Uh, I'll never forget that. <laughs> what was it? 14 to 7 that one game?
4: Yeah. I mean that that that's, you're highlighted, in man, because like even though this first half obviously is you know had its struggles, there have been some really fun games at the Coliseum, and I I was thinking about the uh, Luis Perea, the, the walk off win against the Angels, kind of the improbable walk off win. You know, there's been a lot of fun things. You know, have there been some heartbreaking things? Of course, there's been a lot of oh, yeah, fun well, things that have happened for this team in that first half.
14: That's that's rebuilding, and you know when when. Uh, All the players that we've known for several years went to various places. I've uh, also had fun watching where those former athletics went and the successes they've had. But, uh, you know, sometimes the the A's have done pretty well against their old teammates a few times, too. So it's been interesting.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if you saw it today. Speaking of those former A's, it was uh, uh, former A Matt Olsen uh... Had a bad call. It was a strike three. He had a full count, strike three, and a ball that was like almost a foot outside of the right hand. And you know, the, the kind of joke is if Matt Olson's arguing about a pitch, it's a ball, and it probably should have been a ball. But I've got that on my Twitter feed <laughs> at Vegas Joe Hughes. If you want to go check out and see Matt Olson getting mad about a pitch, he was definitely right about.
14: Yeah, every once in a while, you know, it's like what do they say? Even a clock that doesn't work is right twice, two times right, a day. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and you know, there's been developments and uh, people getting better over the period of time. And uh, like Murphy, and uh, I got rid of Murphy's law, and now it's the law of Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's fun seeing these young people develop and get better. So I think that the second half will probably be more together than the first half. You have new people that don't have any chemistry developed, that have never played uh, with each other before, in a, a new setting, a new coach, and it's not easy to get things to gel. I'm starting to see some gel here, and uh, that's encouraging.
4: Uh, that's they, that's did, what they, the, they got
14: a real good chance to be spoilers, too, which, yeah. if nothing else, that's always fun. They spoiled well, Houston's exit into the All-Star break.
4: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, if you follow a lot of these Houston beat writers out there, you could see that there was a little panic in their uh, in their game tweets because of what the Mariners are doing. And no one's taking the Mariners for granted right now. But, you know, I know Houston still has a big lead, but the Mariners are just hitting the cover off the ball and really look like a team that is coming into their own. They can pitch really well and You know, that's not a team that the A's have played very well against. Then again, neither are the Astros. But you're right. I mean, that'll be something fun to watch because there's no love lost for A's fans with either the Mariners or the Astros. And if you get a chance to maybe spoil the Astros uh, trying to win the division, that'll be a small, 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 small minor victory for A's fans. Because anytime something bad happens to the Astros, nobody around here is going like, oh, man, poor guys. You know, shucks for them.
14: Well, you know, if you don't have a vein of gold, you look for those gems here and there, and there's certainly been some. And, and it, for that uh, matter, the, the fact that the Mariners have come out of nowhere pretty much is also encouraging to the possibilities for the A's in the uh, second half after a little rest and relaxation.
4: Absolutely. Well, Jeff, I appreciate you checking in, man. I appreciate you bringing some positivity to the postgame show. I know, you know, sometimes this show can get a little negative sometimes and the A's have definitely fueled a lot of that negativity themselves. So when they're feeling yeah. good and they get a good win, it's good to, to have some good feelings and, you know, give them the pat on the back for that.
14: Better some sob than some salt in the wounds, right?
4: <laughs> there you go especially heading to some days off. So Jeff and Mendocito, I appreciate it. We'll have uh, one final segment here, give you a chance to get your calls in. If you want to sneak in, still some time to do so. That number is 833-625-2278, 833-625-2278. If you got any impressions from the first half you want to talk about or maybe something you're feeling optimistic about for this A's team after the All-Star break, we'll get into that. We're also going to hear from A's skipper Mark Kotze about how his team is heading to the All-Star break. A couple of days off before the A's will have that kind of rude awakening to the unofficial second half of the season, Opening with a doubleheader at home, but taking on the Tigers for a doubleheader after a couple of days off. We're also going to talk about Paul Blackburn getting some time to uh, enjoy some much-deserved recognition after the first half of the season he's put together, heading to L.A. to enjoy the All-Star festivities. So, your calls, 833-625-2278. Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend, talking about an A-Series
7: win here on A's Clubhouse. Some things just go together. Peanut butter and jelly.
9: DQ presents the sound of a summer double play. It's the sound of drumstick, pieces, and peanuts combined with world-famous soft serve to make two all-star treats. The Drumstick with Peanuts Blizzard and new Caramel Drumstick with Peanuts Blizzard. Grab one today or get it delivered at DQ.com. Official treat of MLB, DQ. Happy tastes good.
2: Hey, ace fans.
0: This is Joe Cordell. In other ads, I've talked about the weighty matters that are on the table in divorce. Assets, debts, spousal support, and of course, children. But here I want to talk to you about a troublesome issue that arises early and often in the divorce process, but which attorneys, including myself, say too little about, and that's the cost of a divorce. Yet as important as this factor is, it shouldn't overwhelm the more deserving issues that are raised by divorce. But here are just a few things that Cordell & Cordell is doing to help. We have now reduced our initial deposit or retainer. Also, there's no longer a charge for initial consultations for those who retain. And finally, we now provide on the front end a maximum fee pledge for certain modification and support matters. The bottom line is that to be a partner men can count on, we have to think about all their needs. And attorney fees are no exception.
2: Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's Sacramento area attorneys. 500 Capitol Mall, Suite 2060, Sacramento, California, 95814
4: you're listening to the A's clubhouse show welcome back to the A's clubhouse show Joe Hughes in for Chris Townsend celebrating an A's series win over the Houston Astros Oakland taking two out of three in the series heading into the all-star break cap by today's 4-3 win in the finale a big game from Stephen Vogt coming off the A's bench helping the A's secure a win, heading into the All-Star break and having something positive to feel good about. So we've been talking about some of the positivity after an A's win here today. We also want to hear from the A's skipper, Mark Kotze, getting a win in the final series before the break, and maybe how his team is trying to build on something that they've been working on earlier this month. What
15: does that do for you guys to the break like that? Yeah, you know, that's a, that's a good win right there. Um, <clears throat> win a series against these team. Um, you know, the battle back uh, from being down three uh, nothing um, shows a lot of character and again a lot of fight. And, uh, what say about just being for yeah, bullpen did a great job. Um, you know, from Mole, Acevedo, Puck, Jackson, Trevino, uh, lined up really well and uh, those guys came in and uh, and did their jobs. How's Bolt? Bullpen? Um, Bolt's okay. It's just a hand contusion, so um, you know we expect that after these three days he'll be he'll be ready to go. What can you say about the performance of votes come in off the bench there? Yeah, two big at-bats from Steven, a sack fly there to tie the game. And uh, you know before he went up uh, with second and third, he told me he was going to drive them both in. But uh, I guess he didn't realize that the both meant the winning run later in the game. So uh, I'm happy for him. Uh, you know, Anytime you got a veteran player that, that uh, is on the, on the bench and, and you got a chance to use them in a role uh, to have success, it, it feels great. How was it to end the uh, first half on a positive note like this? Uh, well, it's great to end the first half on a with a win, and uh, you know, obviously, we're a little bit past halfway. But uh, you know, most people refer to the All Star break as as half, so uh, it does feel good. Um, it's good for these guys to go get a break and uh, and come back on Thursday.
4: Yeah, as you, uh, as you heard him mention, and we've been talking about it as the unofficial first and second half, and. You know, things a little different this year, obviously, with the extended lockout to start the season off, and the A's deeper into the season than first half, so kind of the unofficial first and second half, as the All-Star break does break up the season. Also reading in a tweet that we got at Vegas, Joe Hughes from Lucas, checking in from Australia, saying today's win, a great way to start the work week here in Australia. He says he's only got three days left, and he, he can take flight and come out and visit the Coliseum, so have a good time, Lucas. Come on out. Out, enjoy the nice weather. Enjoy a good game at the Coliseum. I see you're checking in from Melbourne, Australia over there. So uh, hopefully, I don't know if this is is your team or not, but go Richmond Tigers. That's the Aussie rules football team that I'm supporting, but Uh, have fun, man. Come on out here, check in the food trucks. And you know, if you've been here before, you already know it. A's fans are a good rowdy crowd. It may not be a lot of people out there, but everyone that's out there is a good person having a good time out there. So the A's getting a win as they continue to, uh, head towards the all-star break, trying to build something positive and trying to, you know, maybe take that next step in their development. And what you want to see from the A's after that really, really rough June is what we've seen here in July. More consistency, a much better team that's playing a lot better day in, day out for this this team. The A's have now won six of their last 12 games. They are seven and eight over the last 15. Those are all positive things as you're trying to play a lot closer to 500 than what we saw in the month of June where the team had just five wins for the entire month. They've already got seven wins here so far in the month of July. As we take a look now at our out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Mechanics Bank. Just two games still going on right now, and as we're getting into the All-Star break, it is the Giants leading the Brewers that game 9-3 in the top of the 8th inning. And another National League West tilt, it is the Diamondbacks leading the Padres 2-0 in the top of the 7th inning. All other games have gone final already today, including the New York Yankees pounding the Red Sox 13-2 13-2 in that NL East tilt. And Juan Soto who turned down a huge contract offer from the Washington Nationals. Reportedly uh, 400, between 400 and $500 million. He smashed his 20th homer of the year, helping the Nationals to a 7-3 win over the Atlanta Braves as we take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. So the A's heading into the All-Star break feeling positive about the way things ended, taking two out of three against the Houston Astros, and I've been joking about it all day. Any day that ends with a why is a good day to beat the Astros. So the A's getting a win over the Astros twice in this series. So there were two days that felt really good for the green and gold. So we check in now with what's on deck as the A's head to the all-star break, taking two out of three as we check in with what's on deck presented by Ashby Lumber. Ashby Lumber, for all your building and remodeling needs, you can learn more at ashbylumber.com. It's a few days off for the green and gold with the exception of starting pitcher Paul Blackburn, the local kid born in Antioch and pitched at high school ball in Brentwood. He is heading to L.A. for the all-star game. He is a nice story for this Oakland A's team, a local kid designated for assignment last February after he kind of struggled. He got off to a good start for the A's in 2017, but had some injuries, was never really able to find that consistency again rededicated himself to his craft, got into a new workout and a new headspace. I heard him talking with MLB Network Radio earlier this week that he kind of had to learn how to rebelieve in himself and to believe that he was a big league pitcher after all. And after all of that work, great to see him rewarded with a trip to represent his hometown team in the All-Star game, go enjoy the nice weather in L.A. and spend some time around the other All-Stars and really If that's going to make you feel like you belong and that you believe, nothing's going to be like that, like looking around and seeing who your peers are as an all-star for Major League Baseball, something that can never be taken away from you. As for us, we will be back on Thursday, kind of a rude awakening for the unofficial second half for the A's, as they are going to kick things off with a doubleheader against the Tigers. It's going to be Roxy Bernstein in for Chris Townsend here on A's Clubhouse as the A's will start that unofficial second half with that doubleheader against the Tigers. Mark Kotze and Ken Korak are going to talk to you. That'll be at 12.37, first pitch of the first game of that doubleheader taking on the Tigers live from Oakland. So thanks for your phone calls and thanks for your tweets as well. A's getting a 4-3 win over the Astros. Heading out to a three-day All-Star break on a high note, taking two out of three in Houston as we continue. And thank you for your phone calls. Always a pleasure to fill in for Chris Townsend, who will be back with you in the unofficial second half as we continue to wrap it up here on A's Clubhouse. Okay, picture
9: this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
3: Humanity has accomplished a whole lot so far. We created penicillin, the automobile, and the Internet, not to mention drones, duct tape, and the hot dog. It's all thanks to the power of human connections. And Ring Central's here to make that even easier, more seamlessly and securely, on a platform built to grow your business. Say hello to a whole new way to say hello. Visit RingCentral.com and say hello to possibilities. Ring Central, message, video, phone, together.
7: August 6th is International Trading Card Day and Topps wants to celebrate with you. Visit your participating local hobby shop where you will receive a free pack of cards plus a special card if you purchase $10 or more of TOPS products while supplies last. Post your packs on social media using the hashtag TOPSITCD and follow along with TOPS. Visit tops.com for more information.
3: This radio commercial was made to convince you to stop speeding. We can't use siren sound effects on the radio, so we'll use other equally jarring sound effects to get your attention. Like telling you that whether you drive a little over the speed limit or a lot, you can crash just the same. You could hurt yourself or worse, others.
13: I'm at the scene of the collision.
3: And the damage you cause will be beyond repair. See, we didn't have to use crash or siren sounds after all. Speeding catches up with you. Brought to you by Nitza.
1: You're home after a long day, preparing dinner, when...
7: Ew! What's that? It smells like rotten eggs.
1: That might be a natural gas leak.
7: It can't be. We don't have any natural gas appliances.
1: Even if you don't use natural gas, that rotten egg odor could be a sign of a leak in your neighborhood because gas lines can be buried anywhere.
7: Shut up.
1: No, speak up. If you ever suspect a leak, leave immediately and call 911 and Southwest Gas.
7: Thanks, Deep Voice narrator.
1: You're very welcome.